Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Viro Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freeze, with my co-host... The Renegade Enigma. So, Renegade, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm okay. Cool, cool. How's how's wrestling to you? How has wrestling been to you? Amazing enough, we've had like just about a whole week with great wrestling. That's a first. I mean, it could be a first. I mean, probably a first. <laughs> but you know, this week was good. Then it was really good, and then it was good, <laughs> and then it was. Redacted, and then it was also pretty redacted, 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 and yeah, it was like really, like it was really awesome. Like it was so much good stuff and redacted. It just, it just was. It was it's awesome week. It was a really awesome week. So yeah, like yeah, it's getting good. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you want to start, buddy? Where do you want to start? Well, it was a show. I forget what it's called. Like it, it was Regal. No, no, not Regal. Um, Royal. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one that we did a whole podcast on, like. Yeah, but like you know, for the viewers, like maybe we were listeners, rather. We can see do like a quick run by of that because like this goes into, you know, I mean NXT or whatever. But I feel like we should do NXT after that. No, <laughs> no. If you didn't listen to, if you didn't listen to the, the recap, the quick recap we did, no, oh, like we're not recap. doing we it. Fucking went in on that shit. That shit yeah, and and it's really funny how we did that recap, and then all of a fucking sudden, everybody has to run. Hey, the stuff they said on the recap, it's happening. <laughs> It just blows my mind. Like we did a recap show. We we even predicted a few WrestleMania things, and you guys literally, it dropped. It dropped Sunday night, Monday morning. I get a tweet. You don't know what you're talking about. That was just a one-off. That had nothing to do with nothing. This is wrong. You're wrong. By the end of the night, that person that person tweeted me back. Goes, oh, you were right. How did you know? You don't listen to the podcast, so you don't know what I know, and I know a lot. Exactly, especially the one in particular that we're going, going to. We're going to Raw, whatever, but, like, the one match that I didn't see happening that was bad and had a Mr. Bunny in it, <laughs> that's when like, it's going to be mean, a thing, so. You mean Mr. Miserable Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did see what I did yeah. there? Didn't even have to call him. <laughs> so since since we're on it, why don't we just get straight into raw? Yeah. So this it uh, so right off the back, it literally just goes into what we said on the podcast, and it's like, oh, it's going right into it because Edge comes out and he's talking to Drew because Drew's out there. He comes in talking to Drew. And he's basically telling Drew, listen, I wrestled hard last night. I won. 
I can be your challenger. And Drew's like, well, I welcome it. And then Seamus comes out and Edge literally says to him, I'm not the only one with eyes on you. He said, just be careful. So as soon as he said that, everything just goes fucking random. Edge leaves. Then all of a sudden, Seamus bro kicks Drew. Finally. Finally. But here's, here's what the weird part is. Here's the weird part. Here's mm-hmm. it. This is it. The rumble happened. Yeah. I mean, not the rumble happened. No, here's the thing. As soon as that happened, everybody goes, oh my God, they're doing Sheamus and Drew at WrestleMania. And I just literally just yelled, no. They're like, oh my God, this happened at WrestleMania. No, it's not. It's not even close. It's happened in the Elimination Chamber. How, how'd you put everybody... like, like two shows prior to that? Exactly. Exactly. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's happening at, Elim- at WrestleMania. They're going to have a WrestleMania match. And I'm like, is everybody not paying attention? This is literally happening at Elimination Chamber. No, no, no. So I let it go because I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. But everybody else believed it. This is so, like, it's just so short-sighted of people to just go, yo, I I see it. It's happening. No, do you know what's really happening? No. <laughs> but, okay, then. Like, that, that's that's how I feel. It's like, do you actually know what's happening? No. Are you paying attention? No. Are you just listening to some other old person from out in California? Yes. That's not what's happening. Well, he's no fucking pay attention. Just pay attention. If you paid attention to TV, you would know what's going on. Like it's so like it's so fucking weird that people just like, no, 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 no. I I know because so and so said this, and I'm like, dude, so and so was wrong, like completely wrong. But it's it's funny. It's funny. Like I always say, you're the analyst when it comes to this podcast and all that. You, you you're like know everything, but even me, like I don't see Sheamus and Drew at WrestleMania. You know, what I mean, I don't. Not I don't at see Sheamus in a big match at all. For real, for real. Maybe like a multi-person match or something, but nothing huge. That's not exactly. Sheamus either. But you know, as of right now, there's nothing for him in my eyes. Yeah. Exactly. Then we had a match that we should have had at the pay-per-view. One. Then we had the match should have been cooler. Two. The match it went totally opposite of what should have happened and it happened. Okay. So we had Matt Riddle versus Bob Lash. So for you I thought by the way. The match automatically is like, oh, new champ. That's what's supposed to happen. What actually happens is Bob Lash gets destroyed to the point where he's in the hurt lock after the match and Bob Lash throws him over the guardrail and he's he gets up and he has no memory of what the fuck is going on. He's like, what happened? I'm supposed to be in a match. What happened? 
it's like, what the fuck this? What what just happened? Um, not, not for, what happened? Not for nothing, but like, if somebody Bob Lashley's on there, so Bob Lashley was not in the Hurt Lock. That was Riddle. That's what I meant to say, Matt Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> but Bob Lash put him in the Hurt Lock, and he got up, and he had no idea what was going on. I, I had a match with just, like, just like I just rambled on. Yes. So that led me to think, hmm, Bob Lash, Bob Lash, hmm, he's strong, big, dominant, hmm, hmm, something. What do you think? Oh, like, he he definitely, like, a threat to somebody, he's already U.S. champion, so... Yeah, man, like, he could easily face Drew. That's a, a thing. Like, maybe he can win yeah. the Elimination Chamber? Yeah. Like, you, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Then we had Charlotte and Asuka versus Mandy and Dana versus the returning Naomi and Lana. And the winner gets a shot at the Tag Team Champions. This, how do you think this went? How do you think this went? Because the, the normal thing would be, ooh, put it on Dana and Mandy. Dana and Mandy, been a tag team. Let them fight. Let them go. No, but they go, oh, the story dictates that Lana and Naomi should win because Lana never got her revenge against Nia. I wonder why she never got her revenge against Nia. Hmm. Is, is it because you decided to take her out and not give her her revenge with Asuka against Nia? Which would have been like 10 times more as fun. Yeah. But no, we're going to give her the Naomi thing, which literally is the wrong thing to do with Naomi because you're literally cutting Naomi's legs out. Like she can go, like Asuka needs a challenger. Oscar needs a challenger. Naomi's there. Like, come on. Like, it's just that simple. But no, no, no. It, they don't see simple and they just go the total opposite way because story dictates that she should face Naya and they should have their revenge. Fine. Fine. That's all I can say. Fine. For all that, might as well make it like a one-on-one match and have Lana win, like, I don't know, like the fucked up way, like now you will leave her the fuck alone. Something, just something. Don't rub it anything. No, no, both of them stay on raw. Don't you, don't you dare do that. Let them stay. No, the reason I say that is because, like, okay, Naya and Shayna are the tag team champion, but it doesn't really like like matter if both of them are on raw. One could be raw, one could be SmackDown, one could be NXT. Dude, you're putting either Nia or Lana on SmackDown or NXT. Neither one of those shows need either one of them. Raw is where they should stay. Neither one of them should go anywhere other than Raw. No. No. Let them stay there together and fight it out for God knows how long, but just stay away from other shows. Stay away from other shows. Other shows are good 
Stay away from and my both shows. of them are bad. That was my whole point. Like either way, they both either both of them need work. So not a work. It it doesn't matter. I just want this feud to end. They can stay on the same brand, just do separate things. Just stop fucking fighting. Like just leave this so, alone. Fucking leave it alone. They're gonna be creative and not smart enough to think of something to end this. Or that would be the only way to end it, like simple way forward, damn. You know. Short-minded, you know. No, the way to okay, the way that it's going to end because I see this. Naomi and Lana are going to win the tag titles. Naya is going to wind up going to face Oscar, and then we're going to get Shayna versus Oscar, maybe at WrestleMania if Rhea doesn't show up. And it's like, okay, but you never mind. Just never mind. That's all I can say is just never mind. It's like total. It's totally not. Yeah, they have a lot of like good things they could do, but they decide to do the dumb one. Exactly. That's that's why. And like, I wouldn't want either one of them on NXT or on SmackDown. Don't don't think that. Like, I really would want that. It just like for their sake, you know. Like, I put myself in their mind frame, which they have half a brain. Like this thing. They don't think things all the way through, so might as well just separate them. That's why they're in the situation that they're in, and they need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Fix it. If they were smart, they would do like you said and have Lana and Oscar win the tag team titles. This shit would have been done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Then we had a segment that you love so much. It was Miz and Morrison TV with Bob Bonny player. No, 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 no. Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. <laughs> he called him Mr. Bunny. Well, they had an interview and they're talking and they're like, why are you here, bad bunny? Like, we wanted to, like, we want to work with you. Morrison spent a rap in all Spanish and like, they kept trying to get this guy. They was like, no, no, no. Like, we want to team up with you. We want to work with you. And he's like, no, 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 player. And they asked him, did he want to be a wrestler? He said, yeah. And then somehow they stepped to him. But then he brought out Damian Priest, which is his friend. It's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. So Mr. Priest wound up beating up the Miz Bob Bonnie wanted getting involved in taking Mrs. Money in the Bank briefcase and punching Morrison with a mic. I wonder why all of this stuff happened. I wonder. Hmm. It would be a shame if that was the last time we saw Mr. Bonnie. It would be a shame and not see him in Orlando in a center training for no reason, Plaga. No reason. No reason at all. None at all. But moving on. Then we had a really good tag team match. The Hurt Locker Business versus the Lucha House Dragons. 
I mean, it was good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some people that I know don't actually like the Lucha House Dragons. Talk about that. But this match, it was, yeah, no, of course I'm talking about you. Well, suddenly talking about you. No, you, you can play and say it. Like, I'll admit it. I don't like them, right? But somehow, some way, mm-hmm. they made it to my, like, one of my favorite tag teams. Like, I actually said that, like, this week. Yes. They had another match we'll talk about later on, but, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think the whole problem with Kalisto. I mean, I hate to say it, but like they've been, these two been shining lately without Kalisto. And you know what the sad er part about it is? Hmm? Listo hasn't wrestled. Yeah. He has not wrestled since. And these two have been every week on every sh- on different shows. Liso hasn't wrestled yet since the breakup. I'm kind of confused on what's going on. Yeah, I'm just about to ask you because you're the one that knows a lot. Like, is he injured or like what the hell? I mean, he's he's still around for the time being. Don't know what is going to happen next, but he's around for the time being. And that's I check. Like he was there. Like he greeted Sasha or some shit during some backstage thing. Uh huh. That's exactly what happened. But like after that, it was like, "What are you doing? You're, you're not doing anything. You're just here." It's like, "What the fuck? Do yeah. something." Huh? A fedora? Yeah. A fedora. Yeah, he didn't know what he didn't know what a fedora was, and he's Spanish. That 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 was so dumb. But yeah, the Lucha House Dragons. It was for the tag titles, by the way. Lucha House Dragons lost, but it was a really good match. And for once, Shelton actually screwed over Cedric for the win. Ah, ah, more beef. Yeah, because Cedric, like, Cedric should have wound up costing those titles. I see that. Mm-hmm. Then we had Drew accept the challenge. Hey, I'm accepting the challenge. For Sheamus, and no one ever said when the match was, but they just said I'm accepting the challenge. So it was like, okay, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. Then we get the promo for Edge and Randy Orton later on the night that nobody knew was happening, and they said it's the last time ever, but nobody knew it was happening. Guarantee going to happen five times after that. It probably will, <laughs> but I wonder if that was like foreshadowing for something. Later on, eventually, I don't know. So then we had Elias and Jackson Riker versus Jeff Hardy. And the person who everybody after that match was, oh, I wonder when we'll see him again. Oh, we'll probably never see him again. We said on a podcast, yeah, Carlito's sticking around for a while. Everybody said, I wonder when, I wonder when. What happens? Carlito and Jeff Hardy team up, and Carlito and Jeff Hardy get the win against Riker and Elias. Dare I say? That was cool. Yes, it was. Then we had the last match in the, the, the feud between 
Retribution in the New Day because Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston in his corner winds up wrestling Mustafa Ali with his Retribution in the corner. And this totally, I didn't see this coming because I swore this was going to happen the other way around. Xavier beat Mustafa Ali. And it's like, okay. So now he's 2-2. Two, two. He's beat two members and, two, and lost to two members. And he gets on Raw Talk and he asks for a match that Renegade has been asking for for months. Uh, Xavier said, I want Reckoning. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's the book thing. It. <laughs> I, I'm not booking it. They're going to book Someone it. Someone book it. I want to see that shit. She said she was down, so, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> then we had Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross is saying, listen, I just want my friend back. I want my friend back. Can I have my friend back? And Alexa's just uh, giddy in Alexa, the new Alexa. And she's just happy, like, no! So Nikki just starts beating her ass. Then she transforms into regular Alexa, and she's in the corner trying to figure out what's going on. You know what Nikki did? She's like, no, fuck that. I'm whooping your ass till I get you all the way back. So she beat her ass. But then Alexa came back to normal. Well, not normal, but quote-unquote her normal. normal. And she... Yes. And she attacked her. And then she won. And so Alexa's leaving. And as she's leaving, Randy Orton's music hits. And she's staring at Randy. And she's looking at Randy. And Randy just walked right by her. He said, fuck you. So... Randy and Edge had a match and the whole time the match was going on I was yelling at the screen why did they let Edge wrestle why did they let Edge wrestle why 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 Edge was so worn out from wrestling the night before at the Rumble he wrestled for fucking an hour and didn't come back the next night and had to wrestle Randy dude I was like dude why is he wrestling again it's not like, oh, I'm like, Edge is too old. He shouldn't be wrestling. Dude, when you wrestle a fucking hour and you haven't been there in a long time, it's it's hard. It's really hard. And then you go have another grueling match the next fucking night. Like, that shit is crazy. Dude, that's fucking insane. And Edge, Edge has missed probably six to eight months of wrestling. And he's a fucking hour in a rumble and then come back the next night and they gave an excuse for why Randy wasn't winded because yes he lasted all the way to the end because Randy faked the injury and that's why Randy wasn't in it the whole time and it's like okay that makes perfect sense I'm glad that you guys said that but still it has been wrestling for over a couple of hours. Exactly, exactly. Like, I don't care if you're, like, 25 or whatever. That's what the toll on you, you know? Exactly. Especially, like I said, especially when you're coming back. Like, I know you train, I know you train, I know you train. There's a thing called ring shape. Mm-hmm. 
he's not in ring shape. He's been gone for like he's been gone for eight months. Like, come on, dude. It's like it just felt like it just felt to me like they pushed him way too hard. And it's like, I don't want to see Edge get injured. I don't want to see Edge get hurt. Exactly. But they had a match, and at the end of the match, Alexa pops up. Meow. I don't know why I said meow. <laughs> <laughs> she popped up. And she confused Randy. Randy turned around, got speared by Edge. Match over. Edge wins. Show's over. Like the, like the fuck. I always say like fuckery aside, the match was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But even with the fuckery, the match was pretty good in my opinion. Um, I'm getting tired of the fuckery. I'm. Like, I know that this fuckery isn't going to end till April, but I'm tired of the fuckery. Like, I'm fucking tired of it. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm, I don't know what it is about... Okay, it makes... Okay, some of this silly shit makes sense sometimes. Sometimes. It's like, all right, this makes sense. When it's feuds like this that's been going on for too long and you start just crossing over into other feuds that has nothing to do and it makes the match look dumb and weird, that's when it starts to bother me. Yeah. Like, like it's fine when it's like, okay, the feud is going on for like a month or two and it's like, oh, okay, well, story's over. All right, cool. That's great. This has been going on for a while and it's still going and it's like crossing over into every other feud that Randy has. And it's like, can we stop it now? Like, just, just stop it now. And like I said, it's going to last until April. And I'm still just saying, please stop. Just please stop. Like, just, just stop. It's like, it's getting, it's getting too dumb for me and boring. And it's like, when it happens, if it's an Alexa match and she has a match with somebody... It's okay. It's like, all right, cool. You pop up in a Randy match and then cost Randy the match. And it's like, I know it's telling the story. It's progressing the story. But it's taking me out of the Randy match that I was kind of into. And it's like, uh, okay, well, we're, we're on to this stuff. Like, it's perfectly fine for your own match. Like, it's perfectly fine for your match. It's your gimmick. It's your thing. Fine. But like I said, this Randy feud has been going on too long, and I really wish it would end. That's all I'm saying. Plus, technically, after that Inferno match, it's, it's over. Technically, it's going to put back up, obviously. But like, as of right now, it's over. Fiend is quote-unquote dead, you know? So they should let it rest for a minute. I think. They should, but like, they want to keep it alive for some reason. I don't know why. Like, they think anybody has ADD but you know they probably think that like, we're gonna forget like that quick yeah I, I know but come on dudes like come on like wait, come on money that's not me using them but like you know they totally need to stop it but that's why they're doing yeah no I know like and I know they're like, oh, people actually enjoy this, and some people do. And like I said, the Alexa shit. I'm fine with Alexa doing Alexa shit and Alexa match. The thing is, when it starts to cross over into like other matches that have nothing to do with it, and it's like 
it's too it's just random at that point it's like yeah I'm not into it and that just like part of that like makes me want to go like yo can you just like in the Alexa character because like now it's just getting it's getting annoying because it's crossing over into other stuff but like I said it's fine in her matches because it's like oh it's something different it's something different we're in a pandemic they can do that it's something different but then it just crosses over into other matches and it's like I don't want to see this. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just glad when April comes and this is over and we can just it's over. Yeah. Because while I said I did like it, you know what I mean? I could see why people get tired of it too, you know? Mm-hmm. For real, for real, this match did not need that like something. It did not. Not at all. Not like, at all. That's 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 why I'm mad. Like it didn't need it. It was fucking fine without it. Like, I'm okay with the quirky, like, evilness and yada, 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 but it really didn't need it. Like, it should be only when it's needed. Like, like you said, in an Alexa match. Mm-hmm. And it's part of her character, so of course. Yep. So that was Monday Night Raw. So, um, what happened on Impact? I actually didn't watch Impact. I forgot. I got busy that day, so. Really? Yeah, I honestly, I actually forgot. MLW? Did you watch MLW, that? MLW, I didn't watch either. Did you watch MLW? Yes, I watched MLW. MLW was really it like so okay. Leo Rush got challenged by Laredo Kid. They're gonna have the match next week. Okay. They had the bra room or Contra room brawl with Maz Kruger and Hammerstone, but it was weird because Hammerstone's beating up Kruger. And like halfway through the match, it's just he's beating up some random guy and he pins him. And the referee was like, That's not him. And Hammerstone was like, Yeah, it is. That's not him. What do you mean it's not him? Maz has tattoos. That's not him. Wait, so where the hell did he go? Then he gets attacked by Maz Kruger and he's like, This isn't over. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know when they switch. That's the weird part, because dude was tall, just like Maz, with a mask, and got attacked. And I was like, the fuck is happening? It was so, like, it was so weird. So you mean to tell me, like, MLW pulled off a kind of cinematic match? Kind of. No. 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 They were outside in the dark. And Maz just, like... He punched him and he went into the dark and then the dude stepped out of the dark and it wasn't him. Okay. That's what we're Got it. They had the tag team title match and they did something really dumb with it. But at the same time, it was... They did a Bella Twin spot with the La Parks. And it was so stupid because... 
Yes, the one the park had red and yellow, but the park that got in the ring had all red on. And it was, he switched with him, and then he got the win. And then TJP broke up with his partner, and they're not a thing. So TJP turned heel? I guess. Wasn't he already heel? It's like he had heel tendencies, but it seemed like he was trying to be faced, trying, keyword. Yeah, well, he's heel heel. Oh, okay. And dedicated, like, he's definitely a face. Mm hmm. So that was basically the show. Did you watch NXT UK? I like I keep forgetting to watch NXT UK. I be meaning to, but I never do. Really, all I watched this week so far was um, Raw, uh, NXT, and Emma. Uh, okay, AEW. Fine. Right. So ML M- NXT UK was was great. Like Zia Lee is so adorable. Like, I know you're not supposed to be like, oh, she's adorable. Let me see. So adorable. It's so sweet. I'm like, yo, I just think you're just like so adorable. She's just so adorable. Like, she's so cute and cuddly. It's like, oh, she's so adorable. It's like, it's like seeing it, like seeing your little sister and you're rooting for her. Like, I'm rooting for you. And she fought Nina Samuels and Nina Samuels is like, she has like the Starlet Femme Fatale, like, kind of S gimmick and like I look I was looking at Nina Samuels and I'm looking at her I'm like she kind of looks like somebody I know like I was like she looks like a friend of mine I'm like why do you look like her it was weird but they had a match and Nina Samuels kept saying the whole time she was like Brookside's are, are good for nothing but carrying my bags so she's beating her up and she has this bad boy out there and like she goes outside, she throws two bags in the ring, and the ref is like, "Get these bags out the ring!" So the ref is getting the bags out the ring. She picks up her small purse and hits Zaya Brookside in the face, knocks her out. One, two, three, and she's like, "See, I told you, Brookside's aren't for nothing but carrying my bags." I'm like, "Okay." She's like, well, "Well, that's <laughs> like that. That's a thing." So Jordan Devlin comes up to Shaw Samuels and is like, hey, find me somebody to fight tonight. Okay. Like, and it better be good. Okay. So he goes looking for somebody to find for him to fight. We have a pretty deadly versus Gallus whole preview thing. And it's like, oh, well, like, I like that. So they're going to have a match eventually. I did We have Ilya Dr- Aren't they huh? both here? No. No, they're not. Oh, okay. Gap is the biggest. Oh. Then, then we have Ilya Dragunov versus... I forgot who he faced. But he's facing him. And in the middle of it, Sam Gladwell just comes out and was like, Oh, you're going to lose your temper, huh? He's like, Oh, you're going to lose your temper. So Sam Gladwell sits out there during the whole rest of the match. And Dragunov is trying not to pay him attention. And all of a sudden, they're on the outside, and Ilya Dragunov's get hit in the back of the head. For some reason, I swear to God, like, they didn't even cut this. Like, his eyes, 
with like just crazy eyes, just regular human crazy eyes. But his hair, for some reason, just stood up on his head and he beat the little shit out of T-Bone. That's who he was facing, T-Bone. And he beat the shit out of him. He went crazy mode like he did last time. And Sam Gladwell was like, what's wrong with you? You can't control your temper? He was like, you're letting down your family. Your three-year-old son can control his temper. What's wrong with you? Like, what do you need to be cuddled? And like, it was so stupid. And like, Ilya Dragunov was so angry and he tried to chase him down. And Sam Gladwell jumped over the barricade and he's standing back there and he just still like shouting shit at him. Just incite him to piss him off. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? So they go to the back and um, Sid Schuyler is still looking for somebody to challenge Jordan Devlin. Then we have a Shaw Samuels preview and he's talking about how he used to be a butcher and how he's not he's not this gimmick he's Shaw Samuel I'm Shaw Samuels I'm Shaw Samuels damn it and it's like okay we got it we got it we fucking got it we're still on that like his name yes and then we had Joe Coffee versus some dude I forgot I want to say his name was like Turbo something and like he beat him up and then he gets on the mic and is like yeah he was like I'm like I said Rampage, I'm here if you want anything. So Rampage comes out was like, yo, so you want to match with me? He was like, it is it is what it is. And he just basically said what they said and it, they're going to have a match eventually. Then we had a promo for the next week's street fight, which is going to be The Hunt versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. They did like this long preview and the thing that keeps fucking standing out to me, and it is fucking just like stark and just deep to me, it's like fucking Eddie Dennis as a manager and a mouthpiece for the hunt is fucking phenomenal. I don't care what anybody says in any company anywhere. Eddie Dennis has this look, this feel, and this voice. When he's talking and presenting the hunt and presenting his masterpiece to the world, it's like, dude, this guy is just fucking brilliant. Like his facials, his movement, his tone, his delivery, everything that Eddie Dennis does as a manager when he's presenting them is just fucking great. Like he has two wild animals and he's the calm general that is telling them which way to go. And it's like, dude, like, he is fucking phenomenal. Like, Eddie Dennis, like, I would like, I would love to see him in the ring again, but as a manager, when everything opens up, if he's not managing a fucking team in NXT and cutting promos like that, I'm fucking done. Dude, he is that great. He is just fucking awesome. Eddie Dennis is just like, he's just completely... Like, I just, I'm not even a huge fan of the hunt, but I'm a fan of Eddie Dennis, and that makes me a fan of theirs. It's like, dude, he's just fucking great. I remember when he introduced them and whatever as his team, so I liked the dad. So. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's really good at what he does. And then we had the main event. And so Jordan Devlin comes out, and he's like, yo, where's my opponent? And out comes Dave Mastiff. Oh, it's like 
and he even like he even said it. He was like, wait a minute. He was like, you're not even fit to be on two or five. You're not even on three or five. Why are you out here? And he said, listen, I'm out here to give you a warm up because I know Trent Seven is gonna whoop your ass. So they go at it, and he winds up getting the win because. Dave Mastiff does the boulder into the outside ring and winds up getting counted out. But Jordan Devlin won, so that's a thing. And that was NXT UK. Wow. That last one. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I'm going to need to watch that later. <laughs> At the very least, that one match. So you want to talk about what next? Uh, let's talk about yes, NXT. Yeah, NXT and AEW, the only ones I watch. I didn't know. Okay. NXT started out with a tag team match. Hayden Canzaro versus Dakota Kai and Gonzalez. To be honest, I thought Gonzalez and Kai were going to win, and they did win. So that was the thing. Yeah. They moved on to the semifinals? Finals. No, oh, the, the finals. finals. Okay. Then we had the thing for, it was a little promo for. The lady who is running Zaya Brookside, I mean, I'm sorry, Brookside, Zaya Lee and Boa. And the lady told a story about how she's a thousand years old and she's something about a dragon. And it was just like, wow, this is like, like, and a lot of people had said the same thing, but like, this was a actually really good way to introduce somebody. And like, it was so good. And it was funny because at the end of it, like, and she had said she was a thousand year old, but at the end of it, Beth goes, I don't think she's really a thousand years old. I laughed. I laughed when she said that. That was funny. We had Leon Ruff versus Austin Theory. And this match was what you would think it is. Because he came in with Johnny Gargano. Austin Theory is looking bigger than ever. And it's like, okay, he's, he's big and he's a star. He's looking big. So... In the match, um, Candice and Indy come out. They get attacked by Shotzi and Ember. So they wind up going to the back. And Johnny's trying to get them to stop. Leon Ruff goes outside and he does the whole Eddie Guerrero thing. And he gets Johnny kicked out. He's like, oh, okay. As soon as he gets back in the ring, he gets murdered by Austin Theory. Austin Theory goes outside to celebrate. He gets murdered by um, Dexter Loomis. So that's a thing. Like Dexter Loomis got to stop attacking people because he comes out of nowhere. Yes. Then we had the Lucha House Dragons and they fought Elgado del Fantasmo. Do you have anything to say about this match? 
yeah, like this match made me a fan of theirs even more. And talk about Lucha House Dragons, as you would say. Like, what the fuck, man? Like I said, like I didn't like him, and now I'm a fucking fan. Uh, they actually lost this match, but I swear they should have won. They should have won. Mm, no. Not because they're who Elgato del Fantasma was going to face. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing, too. Because Elgato del Fantasma won, and after the match, they're standing there, and MSK comes out and says, hey, we're, win- we're winning this whole thing, so you guys, we're beating you guys next week. And it's like, oh, ha, that's funny. Then we had a promo, in-ring promo, from Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. So they basically shut up the match. And just as they were about to finish closing, Edge shows up. Edge comes in and says, hey, listen, I won the Rumble, so that means I can choose for any title. And he looks at Finn and he looks at the title. And he said... On the main roster, they focus on the E. This down here, they focus on the second W, wrestling. And he was talking about how much that NXT inspired him to get back in the ring and to wrestle. And they inspired, like, they inspired this new fire for him. And it's like, wow, like, he actually loves NXT. And he said, no matter who wins this match, that belt is very intriguing to me. And he told Pete Dunn he kind of looks like, kind of reminds him of a younger him. And he told Finn that he had like this passion that he, like that he hasn't seen in a long time. And Edge just basically threatens, like this threatens them. And then he leaves. And I go, oh, okay. Well, I guess that that's the, that's the end of them. Edge, we'll see later on. And then we have. Johnny Gargano on the back and they're talking to him and McKenzie goes hey Johnny um what about Kushida don't say the k-word and she's like but he's talking to Regal right now about having a match with you what so Johnny just storms off and goes into Regal's room he opens the door as soon as he opens the door Kushida's standing there he's like what were you talking about never mind and he just swings on him and they just start fighting and Kishida winds up kicking him in the arm. So that's official for the pay-per-view. It's going to be nice as shit. <laughs> then we had a Tony Storm match against... Uh, what is her name? Jesse Kamea. It lasted for five minutes. Jesse Kamea got through outside. And Tony got attacked by Mercedes. They're going at it. They're fighting. All of a sudden, Io Shirai just comes out. She sits on the top turnbuckle. And she's watching them fight. They go on the outside. She just does a moonsault on them and knocks them both down and just walks away with her title. It's like, oh, well, well that's a thing. So then, so then, Edge finished talking to Bronson Reed. He walks outside and he walks right into Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross confronts him and says, that he's going to get him one day. And he said, it's just a matter of time. And Ed said, be careful what you wish for. So 
That was very shocking. Then we had Santos Escobar versus Kurt Stallion. It's like, okay. It was for the title. Kurt Stallion lost. And I knew he was going to lose. But in the middle of the match, you just randomly see Scarlett standing above the arena. And you're like, the fuck is she standing there for? So Santos wins the match. And he... He gets up and he looks at her and he's like, the fuck is she doing here? He turns around and to carry the cross. Cross is standing right in front of him. And he said, your time is almost up. And he's like giving him this like this speech. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? Like Karen Cross isn't even a cruiserweight. And it hits me. It hits me why they did this. Last week, Fantastic. I mean, I was going to call him Fantasmo. Like, Santos was sitting there and he found a card and it was a death card. He looked at it, he got scared. And then he was like, nah, nah. Weeks, weeks, weeks. Scarlet has been playing a tarot card game and she has been calling out things. Now, everybody is like, oh my God. It's going to be Santos Escobar versus Cross. I don't see it that way. I see them working together. Them becoming a team. The funny part, you called that when like, the card thing first popped up, too. Yes. <laughs> then we had the last match of the night. The Undisputed Era versus Ciampa and Thatcher. This match fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. This match fucking killed it. It was fucking great. It fucking ruled. Ciampa and Thatcher actually won the match. So they're going forward in the tournament. So as they're getting out the ring, they stand across from the Grizzled Young Vets. And they're standing there and I'm just laughing because I'm like, Timothy Thatcher looks just like fucking James Drake. They look exactly like if James Drake had hair. I mean, if Timothy Thatcher had hair, he would be James Drake. I was like, oh my god, they look so much fucking alike. It is so ridiculous. I was like, holy shit, this is so funny. Like I, and they started fighting. But like I, I told you that day, if Timothy Thatcher had like more teeth, he would look like James Drake. Yes. <laughs> it was it was fucking crazy. So yeah, that was that was NXT. What do you, how do you think the finals are gonna pan out? I think it's going to be MSK versus um, Thatcher and Champa. No, I think it's going to be MSK versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Think so? Okay. That's what I see happening. The weird thing, like I honestly now see Thatcher and Champa win the whole thing because it's not as ordinary for a random team to win the whole thing. True, but no. Yeah, I I want MSK to win the whole thing, but I don't see it. They're winner. Okay. You want to talk about AEW? Yes, sir. Beach break or beach blast or bash in the beach, second the beach, whatever the hell it's called. So it started out with a battle royal with all the tag teams. 
the winner gets a shot at the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are in it. Now, I'm not even going to lie. I don't remember when Matt Jackson got through out because he got through out early in the show. Like, everybody was getting thrown out, blah, 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 blah. The Good Brothers come out, and everybody just, like, I know this was like, oh, my God, they're going to cost the Young Bucks the match. They're going to cost the Young Bucks the match. Dinguses. They cost Private Party the match because Private Party is supposed to be facing them. It's right there. It was right there. It was like, it's because everything is so wrapped up into AEW that you automatically go, oh, well, the thing that I really care about, that's the thing that's happening, but not the thing that you care about is happening. You're going to get the thing that you care about eventually. The thing that you don't care about is happening now. So don't jump the gun. And they cost they cost the private party the, the match. And because Nick Jackson is thinking of them and thinking they're going to cost him the match, he gets eliminated. And they even said, you should have been paying attention. We weren't here for you. It's like, they clearly have, they clearly have been not going after them if they just would have thought a little bit been like eh, oh okay that makes sense <laughs> so it came down to three people it came down to Jericho Sammy Guevara and Max Caster from Top Flight or whatever his name is I don't know his name I'm just going with Max Caster because that's the last name I remember is it the rapper guy no it's not it's Dante something something other. Oh, D- Dante from Tough Fight. Yes, yes. Yeah. They were fighting. They were fighting. And Sammy and Dante are on the outside. Jericho goes for the Judas effect. He hits Sammy. Sammy's out. Then he hits Dante and Dante's out. So just like I said last week, MJF and Jericho won. Now they're number one contenders at Revolution. Yeah. Like it makes sense, but makes no sense. If you know what I'm trying to say, it makes perfect sense. Like everything makes perfect sense, especially with the little thing, the tease later. Yeah. No, that, that's what. Then we had later. Yeah. Then we had Sting and Darby come out, and Darby was saying he has a match next week against Joey Janela for the TV title. Then Taz and. Team Taz come out and they basically said we're going to be out there too. Sting said I'm going to be out there too. Everybody's going to be out there for this match. Fine. Don't care. Don't care. Come on. I'm just waiting for this to end. Don't care. It's not important to me. Then we had Shaq said him and Jade Cargill we're definitely going to beat we're going to beat Red Velvet and Cody. Now they played a Jade Cargill um, promo where she's working out and she's looking respectfully. She's wow, Jay Cargo. <laughs> then, for the first time ever in AEW, the first time ever, they had a women's match that was fucking outstanding. It was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. 
great match. Great match. Fucking stole the show. Like, everything else that happened on the show, everybody's like, oh, well, this stuff fucking stole the show for me. This was the moment that stole the show for me. Loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was great. Even the ending with Reba taking off the second turnbuckle and Thunder Rosa getting thrown into it by Britt Baker and then Britt put her in the finishing move and she was knocked out and that's how she won. Fucking perfect. Great. Yeah, they went in on each other. Like, brutal. We had a tag team match with Matt Hardy and Hangman Adam Page against the Chaos Project. Now, Matt Hardy is trying to woo him to his side because, like we said last week, it's all the guys trying to win the hand of Hangman Page, which we all know is going to wind up being Dark Order. And this is one of the reasons that they're having this match because... He's like, I didn't like the way the Chaos Project ruined Negative One's birthday party. I was like, huh. He's using that as an advantage to try to, like, manipulate him into saying, you know what, I'll be with Team Hardy. But it's not going to work. The funny part, I totally forgot that they ruined his party. Really? Yeah, because, like, they they beat their ass after that. So, like, I thought it was squashed. No. Then we had a lumberjack match. It was, it was. It, I liked their match the week before way better. Me too. But this was, this was a lumberjack match between Eddie and Lance Archer. Like I said, I liked the other one better. It was a thing. Like Lance Archer got the win, and that's all that matters. Then we had a wedding. Over, yeah, hopefully. We had a wedding. Now, on like on the website, on Twitter and everything, they go somebody, I don't remember who, but it was somebody from AEW said, This is an official wedding. This is their this is their official wedding. This is their official wedding. And everybody on the time I'm like, see, see WWE. This, this is what this is what happens with official weddings. This is an official wedding, and I'm just looking at the timeline, going, I don't know if you people know that things in the real world exist, or like I'm not sure, because like last week they actually got actual actual married. This was just their ceremony. This is like they weren't getting real married. They were just doing TV marriage. Like, I don't think people actually know how laws in, like, life outside of wrestling shows work. I don't think they do. I think they're, like, too consumed with, like, wrestling wars and, like, wrestling stuff that they're just so brainwashed to not know what life is. I don't I don't think you guys know, but life is a thing? Just saying? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you don't have a life. But, but anyway, they had the, they had the marriage by... Father James Mitchell. And it was so funny because everybody that knows who Father James Mitchell is and what happened the last time was like, oh, God, somebody's getting shot. (laughs) (laughs) So it was so funny. And and the funny part is, like, I see one person go, okay, so they're all going to hell? Like, that's what's happening? Like, no, stop. 
He's actually a minister. Like he's he's really a minister. Like, jeez, guys. Many people know that. Like little fat theater. Yeah, but like it's funny because anybody can be a minister. But like, it's just fucking crazy. And then they got married. This was the first wedding of the new millennium that didn't get married, that didn't get messed up in wrestling. And I know you're like, that's bullshit. Every wrestling wedding gets ruined. No, SummerSlam 1991, look it up. But this was the first one of the new millennium that didn't get ruined. And after the match, I knew exactly what was going to happen because it was this little technicality that, that everybody totally forgot. Chuck Taylor was supposed to be the errand boy until the wedding. Until the wedding. So after the wedding, Miro's there. He sees this big box. He attacks the box. And Miro's like, okay, that didn't happen. And then he goes to attack the cake, but he's handcuffed to the bottom rope. I didn't even see that happen. I didn't see that happen. It must have been when he told um, Charles, as it were, they like pick up the box or whatever. Mm-hmm. It must have happened then. Here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. How the fuck did you get handcuffed? Not know that you got handcuffed. Maybe when he was doing his little speech, you know, like yeah, I'm your get- birthday gift because I'm the best man. Yada yada yada. Yeah, but okay. Handcuffs, I don't know how many people have ever been handcuffed or had really sexy role play. When you put handcuffs on, you do know that the handcuff is getting locked on you. Even if you're not, even if you're blindfold and your partner has your hands behind your back and they just lock you in and it's just, you feel it. You feel the steel on your arm. Even for a big person, you can feel it. Come on. Like you didn't feel that? Like you didn't, didn't, that didn't happen? Like, you, 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 come on. Like, I know you're talking and stuff. Like, you didn't feel the clink, clink. I get it. You didn't feel it. You didn't feel it at all. Yeah. That okay. Maybe your hand is dead. That part is done. Yes. I, I, I didn't get it. Not but he got, they got beat up by Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. That's a thing. Hard Cassidy, who was hidden in the cake, which, okay, you checked out the box, but you didn't check the cake. Like, those, those are two key things in these wrestling weddings. Here's, here's the funny part. Mm-hmm. You didn't check the cake, but the last time, you jumped out of the cake. Yeah. So, yeah, hmm. exactly. Like, why didn't you think of the cake, you idiot? <laughs> you deserve, like, he deserved to get beat up because he didn't think it through. Like, a smart person. And the funny part like, was, Miro, like, he made it like, oh, he knew everything that was going to happen. Like, when exactly. he was like, what is this thing? Like, does anybody here like, object to them, need to get him in? Mm. He's like, no, 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 no. We're skipping that part. I know how this goes. We're not doing that. And it's like, you idiot. Like, all of these things were right there. You just, like, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. He's just like so dumb. 
And then, like, it just was so stupid. It just was stupid. So, then we cut to the back. And we have Jericho in the inner circle. They're in there, and he's celebrating. And he just, like, he literally calls them casualties. And, like, Sammy gets up and walks out, and he follows Sammy. So, MJF has the whole crew by himself. And he was like, hey, guys, we need to talk. He tells Wardlow to close the door. You've been saying this for a long time. Sammy's going to screw over Jericho. Done. And you know what, like, popped in my head? Because they said it on the fucking... They said it literally out loud during the Battle Royal. That's why I didn't mention this. They said it out loud. Tony Schiavone, when it was Jericho and Sammy, he was like, there used to be a tag team. Let's sex gods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's not foreshadowing. That's definitely foreshadowing. Like, yeah. That's how this thing... Wait and watch it play out that Sammy is going to be the one to save Jericho. They're going to be a team and try to go against the inner circle. And that's not going to work. Yeah, your inner circle is going to whip their ass. Then we had a promo and this this actually bugged me a little bit because FTR is sitting there with Tully Blanchard and they go why weren't we in a battle royal and I go wait you weren't in a battle royal holy shit you weren't in a battle royal why weren't you in a battle royal so they talk about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Tully Blanchard kidnapped Marco Stunt yes I said kidnapped because he is a child I don't care how old he says he is. He's a child. And he's been kidnapped by Tully Blanchard and FTR. Good. He deserves it. You shouldn't have been messing with him. Basically. You freaking deserved it. Supposedly the whole reason Jimmy. that they were not in the Battle Royal was that they attacked um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus after that one-on-one match. Which, when doesn't that not happen? That's yeah. That's complete bullshit. That's complete bullshit. That wasn't even a stipulation last week. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like Lucas Moore, like, it wasn't. Like it didn't bother him. Like they cut off his uh, horns or whatever last week, and like that's the game mm-hmm. like what the fuck? I call it bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. No, it's complete bullshit. It's bullshit. Hundred percent. Then we got to the main event, which was the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, Kenta, and Pac. This was our right match. Yeah, it was okay. Okay. <laughs> this match was this match was pretty good, and Kenny and his team lost. And they start beating up everybody. So they're like just totally murdering everybody. And all of a sudden, Lance Archer comes out and Lance Archer just like choke slams um, Carl Anderson and just start beating up people. And I literally mean everybody in the whole entire world said the same thing at the same time. It's like, why did Archer come out there? And I actually know why 
and it was funny because it happened and I just like looked at it and was like, oh, that's really familiar and just went on my day. And I know exactly why, because a GIF on Twitter popped up with Carl Anderson getting choke slammed by Lance Archer from the days when they were sword and gun, when it was Goto and Carl Anderson and they fought KES, the Killer Elite Squad, which is Davey Boy and Lance Archer. He choke slammed him really hard in the ring. And Lance Archer was like, those were the good old days. And Carl Anderson said, you won't do that again to me. Well, bitch, he did it again to you. He did it again to you in an AEW ring. Completely, you deserved it. You shouldn't have said nothing. You should have just shut the fuck up. That would have been great. (laughs) Yeah. So, now the good guys have a win, and then Moxley gets attacked. Here is where we go crazy. So, rewind. Months. We have not had Moxley versus Kenta, because Moxley has the U.S. title, and Kenta is the number one contender. Kenta has been threatening him over and over and over on Twitter. Moxley showed up on New Japan Strong, beat up Kenta, and said, we're going to have the match. I'm here to have the match. Kenta has been tweeting every week. I literally, every week he has tweeted he was going to show up in Jacksonville. This week, he he literally said, I'm showing up in Jacksonville. Nobody believed him because he said it for weeks. He showed up, he attacked. Now, everybody is all in their feelings like, oh my God, this is happening. The door is open. The door is open. The door is open. The door is open. I've seen that so many times. Now, I, I, you, that happened. So that happened and the show went off and everybody is up and arms on Twitter, and they're like, oh, the door is open, and everything is cool. No, the podcast is still going. I'm just waiting for him to say something. Oh, like, it was cool to see Kenton. Like, I really didn't, like, the show, like, for me, it felt boring. That was, like, the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like me not being a New Japan fan, like I haven't seen what, what Kenta what feels like a a year or two. Okay. I feel like last time, and I could be wrong. Last time, I feel like I seen him was like when he joined Bullet Club. <laughs> like legit. Jesus Christ, that's been a while. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So I was happy to see him. So yeah. Awesome. Next week there's a tag team match, is there not? Mm-hmm. It's Tenta and Kenny Omega versus Archer and John Moxley. That's interesting. Listen. <clears throat> I'm definitely not going to be that guy. So, like I said, 
I, that's it. That's, those are my only words after everything that needs to be said. I, done. <laughs> Moving on. So, Jay White is back in New Japan. So, yeah. What did he do in yeah. New Japan? He's back. No, no, he's back. He's back like, home. Is he challenging for, like, the world title? Like, how do people know what they want? No. No. He's challenging for the never six-man titles with him and Tangaloa and Tamatanga. They're all going to beat the shit out of Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi. I'm okay with it. And Jay White is like, he's back, he's better than ever, he's he's fine, and everybody who thought that he was going to go to WWE, he he didn't go, he's not going yet, and for all those who were like, oh, he has a seven-year contract with, with New Japan, that's Cap, that's Cap, boy, that's Cap. What's Cap? Because... Oh, it's Cap. He, he capped everybody saying up. And for those it's like, no, 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 it's true. It's true. It's true. Jay White even said himself, he just put pen to paper recently to re-sign with New Japan. So, hmm, seven-year contract that somebody said that he had that I even said on this podcast he did not have which I said multiple times, he does not have a long contract with them. And everybody kept saying, Meltzer said it, Meltzer said it, Meltzer said it. No, no. I even said that on his podcast. He literally kept their head up and said, yeah, I got this long contract. And like I said, why would he tell them if he doesn't want to go with them I have a short contract so they can come knocking on his door. I said that, but nobody fucking listened. <laughs> but yeah, he just re-signed a contract. Just re-signed a contract to New Japan. So there you go. There you go. No, but yeah, other news. Um, Lars Sullivan finally got released. Thank God. Right? Thank God. Like, apparently, like, real secretive, because, like, a lot of people found out this, like, last minute. This happened last week. Yeah. Hence, last minute, because like, I was say I found out like, the other day. Mm hmm. That's when everybody, like, the outside world will find out. Yeah. Steve Collar got released. As of us recording this, yeah, he got released today. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if um, Wesley Blake gets released today. I mean, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Let it be starting to cut the fat. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm... Um, yeah, I don't know. I really hope, like, 
they won't release a bunch of people. Just some. And like, I know you're like, that's fucked up. Why would you say that? I'm just saying, like, just some. No, no. Let's be real here. Some people need to get fucking released. Like, no. Donald Sullivan needed to get released. I don't feel bad for him mm-hmm. at all. No, fuck that shit. Right? I feel a little bit bad for Cuttenberg. Like, he made a little bit, like, I don't know if he was the one that made the comments or whatever, but he seemed to agree with them. But I feel a little bit bad nonetheless. But he. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If, if he made, he didn't make the comments, but the person who did make the comments still fucking sitting there? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, he needs to get released. And if y'all don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Jackson Riker. He needs to get released. Yes. Velveteen Dream needs to get released. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm the one that like, don't care. Like, I could, like, sit there and, and like the character and whatever. Like, I don't mix real with, like, what's going on on TV. But it's great for the company to have all these, like, fucked up people in the company. Mm-hmm. Bad business. But yeah, like sometimes WWE is just like, nah, nah, fuck it. Like, yeah, I'm good. But no, those are the people they need to get rid of. There's probably more, mm-hmm. but those are examples. Exactly. Anyone else who I mean, Jericho said they would be casualties? Mm hmm. I wouldn't mind him being a casualty. Yeah, yeah. I don't see AEW actually ever firing him, though. But here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mean casually isn't dying, because I know people are like, no! No, no, not that one. Yeah, hence I said fired. I know what you meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't wish death on anybody. No, no. But yeah, like that's um, that's the show. Yeah, all we need now is like like review SmackDown. Yeah, no, I was talking about the AEW show. I was <laughs> talking about the end of the podcast. I'm someone you meant this show. No, I meant hey. Oh, about to say we're not done yet, pal. No. <laughs> What the fuck? Like, I just read that uh, Deanna Perrazzo said that her and Steve Cutler had tested positive for COVID in the beginning of January. They had no symptoms, but took all precautions necessary. Wait, hmm. come out. Deanna Perrazzo uh-huh. and Steve Cutler were a thing or are a thing? Still a thing, you mean? Yes. Apparently, yes. I thought they broke up, but yes, they're still a thing. No, here's the thing. Like, I know Deanna Perrazzo and what's his name? Marty Scroll was a thing, which they broke up. I know that. I didn't hear she got with anybody else after that. So that's actually new. new stuff. No, she's been she's been with Cutler for like, I want to say like a year or two. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, it, like it's been a while. It's been since her and Marty broke up. They've been together. So that's been a thing. 
So the thing is, um, did he get released for COVID or like, you know, what happened? Uh, I'm gonna say no because fucking if that's the case, then you have to break up and like uh, fire Caden. What's her name? Carter. Caden Carter and her tag team partner and Ricochet for that matter. Listen. Listen, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. And I know you're like, wait, what the fuck? No, dude. K19, they they were very irresponsible. And if they get they get released from being irresponsible, spot on me. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that's your fault. I just think though, like if Steve Cutler gets released and they don't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a double standard, you know? Like, if you fire yeah. one for the, the thing, they all need to get fired. I don't care if it's someone I like. Like, I'm not going to say no names because I can try to fucking wish it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it could be like a top star. You, like, was it irresponsible? You get fired. And I know what everybody's probably yeah, thinking. Like, Vince don't care about this shit, right? But... Mm-hmm. Vince don't care about this shit. At the same time, he has responsibility for his company, and that gives his company a bad name, and like that bad publicity could possibly like fuck up some money deals on that shit. You know, mm-hmm. you have to think about it in all aspects. So yeah, get rid of all the irresponsible people giving your company a bad name. Exactly. But it's fine. It's fine. But the club is fine. Mm. <laughs> mm, I mean, they are like I mean the actual bullet club. Yeah. Not the not the bootleg club. The bootleg club. Hey, I stole it from Tamatanga. Yeah, yeah. You call him the bootleg club. I'm going with what he says. What up, Tama? He listens. He does. <laughs> And speaking of that, like Finn gave him a shout out, also shouting out every other former Bullet Club member. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's weird. And no, he didn't take down the tweet. No, he didn't. He left the tweet. The tweet is up, and it's still there. Still there, and we're recording this. Like I just looked. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what that means, but it is just a thing. And also, New Japan is going to be on Roku TV. I feel bad about that because I don't even have a Roku TV anymore. <laughs> hey, a lot of people don't have Roku TVs, but you can download the Roku channel app. And you can have Roku TV channels. Not sponsored, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We're not sponsored yet. Yeah. But yeah. Like that's the thing. So yeah. Um. I guess we could talk about SmackDown now. Yeah.
Russell SmackDown. It was a good show. It was really fast, but it was good and really fast. Mm-hmm. And it started out with a graphic for the late great Butch Reed, which passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Butch Reed. Did he die today, by the way? Yes. Yes, he did. I actually heard the news before, you know, they showed the graphic today. Yeah, it was today. He died today. Oh, okay. As as of recording this podcast, people, not today is the day you're listening to it. Yeah. The day of recording the podcast. We're recording this yes. part on a Friday. So. Yes. So it started off with Roman Reigns talking his shit and saying, Edge, you're disrespecting me because you didn't even show up and call me out. You didn't say nothing to me. And he gives Edge to the end of the night to make his decision. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yep. He got mad at one point and scared the shit out of um, Paul Heyman. You was about to say everybody, so put yourself in everybody, because I got scared too. Oh, no, no. Like, me too. The reason I didn't say everybody is because Jay gives no fucks. It's like, Jay has no fear anymore. Like, he's fucking psycho. Yeah, he is. He is. That's the reason I didn't say everybody. Yeah, I, I kind of jumped up too. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Then we had Dominic Mysterio versus Bartender Cabron. I and it, <laughs> it started out with them on the stage and then they get jumped. Dominic and Ray get jumped. Ray gets thrown into something, busts his knee up. Dominic just gets dominated the whole match. Ray comes down, slides under the ring, grabs Bartender's leg, and helps Dominic win. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be a this, this storyline where, like, people are going to come at um, Dominic, oh, you can't do anything without your dad and whatever. And he's going to keep helping him and helping him and helping him. Until Donovan gets pissed off, and that's how we get that match. But that, that's the end game with that. Mm-hmm. So then we talk to Bianca Belair, and she's like, I'm going to make my decision soon. So they promote her, went in and show her parents being excited for her win. And yeah, it's gonna she's going to make her decision soon. But then we have a match. Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro, who recently re-signed to WWE. And this match, of course, it's everything you can think it is. It's a great match. Cesaro got busted open on the side of the head, and he beat Daniel Bryan. No, no, no. no he didn't just beat him. He made him tap out, which is like a major thing here, in my opinion. With the sharpshooter? Yeah, because you figure, like, submission, like, the submission game, that's Daniel Bryan's whole forte. You would think he would find a way to get out. I don't recall the last time Daniel Bryan tapped out to something. 1962. Well, damn. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know what I mean? That was way before he was born. But yes. <laughs> so after that match, we had a match with Ruby Riot and Bailey. Good match. Uh-huh. Really good match. And Ruby was about to win. But then she got distracted by Billy and Liv arguing. And Bailey beat her. After that, Bailey fucking gets Billy just walks up to her and just like, hey, we're friends now. She reminds me of like those puppies you see like everywhere and just be like walk off to any like stranger and be like, hey human. You're my you're my owner. Oh, <laughs> You leave me? Wait. No. You you're you're my you're my friend now. No? no? Oh, okay, you're my friend. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Until, it was just like that. So someone finally picks her up. The funny part, I think she found it. You think? I think she found it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like Bailey needs somebody, whatever, you know? She doesn't, she doesn't. Yeah, and the yeah, and the funny part about it, Bailey looked just like Billy. So yeah, that's the thing. I picked that too. I thought it was just me. No, not you. Oh. But yeah, then we had Bianca come out to make her choice. And it's like, eh, okay. We know where this is going. She says she can face Oscar. She can face Sasha. But before she does anything, Somalia shows up. And it's like, okay, this is weird. And he basically says, You can't you can't beat Sasha at all. At all. So and then he says, You can't beat Carmela either. So Bianca proceeds to start talking to him and then Carmella comes out. And Carmella's like, I beat Sasha twice. You do know you lost the title matches twice. I just about to say that you didn't beat her when it mattered. Exactly. And then Sasha showed up and she was like, I would definitely love to have a match with Bianca. I definitely love to have a match, but We'll see. So they're all standing in the ring is Carmela, Sasha, Bianca, and Reginald. And Bianca tries to step to Sasha, but Reginald gets in the way and he winds up getting beat with the hair. Motherfucker. Like she whooped the shit out of him. That was so fun. Right? Then we had Otis and Chad Gable versus the Dirty Dogs, who I forgot were the tag team champions. <laughs> totally forgot. Not even lying. I, I forgot. I forgot. Like, I'm not joking. I totally forgot they were champions. I mean, they're, they're forgettable. Very forgettable. At least they fucking like, gave them like, proper music. All they need to do is change the name, play them, they're good. Exactly. It's like a fusion of both musics. Yeah. 
Like, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. But I kind of like it. Yeah. It's one of those that's going to grow on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Ted Gable, by the way, came out as, like, baby Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle Jr. Yeah, but you missed the point. Okay. Otis had on the same gear. You know, I, I noticed, like, I noticed that after the fact, like, when I told you, like, yeah. hey, I like his gear. After I said it, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, they had the same gear. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I noticed it. They had like, the same gear. It just like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Angle never had red gear like Otis did. Mm-hmm. And like, but he had white gear like fucking Gable had. So that that's why I do that, that comparison. Yeah, the Dirty Dogs won, but the Street Profits was on commentary. So, sadly enough, we're getting another Street Profits Dirty Dogs match eventually. Yeah, more now, because like apparently they think that Tony Deville is screwing them. Basically, they alluded to. We know what's going to happen. It's going to happen, and we have nothing to do about it. Yeah. That's all I can say. We have nothing to do about it. It's happening again. It's happening. Whatever. Then we had a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. Hmm. But before this, Edge was on his way out. He was in the building, walking around. He shakes hands with Sonya Deville, says what's up to Nakamura. Okay. Okay. We had a triple threat match between Sami Zayn, Big E, Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. It was good. Yep. Real good. I thought Apollo was about to win. He didn't. And we get the same Intercontinental champion, Big E. I'm not mad, but I expected Apollo to win. (laughs) Me too. I'm not mad at all. Like, at one point, I thought um, Sammy was going to win, too. Mm-hmm. And then, we got Edge coming down to make his, you know, I'm challenging. So, we're like, okay. Edge is going to challenge Roman. Roman comes out. Roman comes in. We're like, okay. It's going to happen. Roman's like, you're disrespecting me. And Edge is like, I must be a threat because you got Paul. And and you got Joe. I mean, not Joe, Jay. So Roman sends him away. And I say to Renegade, you know what would be fucking funny? If somebody attacks Roman. And what happened? Renegade goes, oh, that'll probably be Kevin Owens. I said, I don't want Kevin Owens. But what happened? Kevin Owens stunned Roman Reigns. Is it hilarious part to do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear you say Roman. Like, I could have sworn you was talking about Edge. And, like, yeah, like, it, it would have been some funny shit if it was Owens attacking Edge. That's, that's truly what I meant. I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> No, no. And Roman got attacked by Kevin, laid out, 
Kevin walked past Edge. Edge is just standing in the ring like, I still haven't made my decision. I still haven't done it. So, that was SmackDown. Nobody made their decision. I just want to say that notice neither one of the Royal Rumble winners made the decision after they yeah. kind of alluded to making that, that night. Exactly. So, with all that being said, it looks like the SmackDown side of WrestleMania is already picked. Yeah. So, the Bianca and Sasha match and the... Roman and Edge match? An Edge match. Yeah, they're both picked. And it also seems like the NXT world title match is already picked. Finn and Karrion Cross. Oh, wait. No, that's... That is a Royal World. That is a WrestleMania moment. That is a WrestleMania moment? Oh, okay. You tell. Is it? It should be. Could that... It's hot. Could that possibly be a WrestleMania moment? Could it be? I think so. It is going to be a WrestleMania moment. Because that's happening at WrestleMania. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like we're we can the NXT men's title this year at WrestleMania. That's totally different and it's totally cool. Yeah, because last time we had the women's one, so why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? It's gonna be cool. So also I mean, there's nothing else to tell. There's no other news. I was gonna say, I was gonna lie and make up news, but there's no news. We don't do that, pal. We don't do it. It's other quote unquote journalists that make up shit. Yeah, we're not observing the falsehood of news or stealing other people's work like those people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but like, man, WrestleMania is looking really good. Yeah. Really good. I'm actually already excited, so yeah. Yeah, for two days. Two days. Now, a question. Mm -hmm. Should the women close one night? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And it should be Sasha and Bianca. Yes, it should be. Yeah. So yeah, like that would be something really cool. Most definitely it should. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Anything else? No, nothing off the top of my head I can think of. Um, I would really like some people that have blue hair that don't work for the major company to stop shading somebody else that has blue hair that's actually a star. Like that would be really nice if you can stop doing that. And making yourself look like an asshole. 
Like you really look like a attention grabbing asshole. Like this is getting out of hand. You and your partner with your tag team titles, which you're acting like you're the first ones to do it when you're just copying the person who you says is copying you because she was the first one to do it in that company and you're saying, oh, no, we're the first ones to do it now. Dude, like, please, please stop. Like, you're embarrassing. I was gonna say, funny part, like, she's not even the first one to do it in that particular company. I know, but she's like the first one to do it in a modern era since it's been reborn. And it's like, you, the one thing that pisses me off the most about this is you're two black women. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to tear, you're not supposed to tear her down and talk shit about her. Black people are supposed to lift each other up and you are fucking it up. You're just like, no, she's copying me. And then you're just talking all this just to get attention on you, but you're getting the wrong attention. Like you're you're literally alienating fans that like would actually fucking watch you and be like, you know what? We support her. Now you're alienating them. I, I, I don't know what her thought process is. I don't know what her tag team partner's thought process is. But you have to look inside of yourself, grow up grow up and say listen I'm gonna stop doing this I'm just gonna focus on me it's none of this all of this shit is irrelevant you know you know I'm just gonna be grown be a big girl and do that please please do it she's a kid though so you know how kids do and like as I mentioned this whole fucking bullshit is over hair hair exactly like what the fuck? Like, like I dye my hair purple. Does that mean fucking Ace Austin is, a, is gonna get mad at me, kick my ass? First of all, who the fuck am I? You know? Exactly. Second off, like even me, even me a Yim. When that came up the very first time, they said to me a Yim, "How do you feel about her working blue hair?" She's like, "I don't care." She's like, "She's doing what she's doing. I'm doing what I'm doing." Like I don't care. She's cool. I'm cool. Like we know each other. Like listen, we talk. It's not even that big of a deal. Like it's just hair. Like what's the big deal? It's like she handled it correctly. And I know people are probably like, oh, she only handled that correctly because she was in WWE. No, she handled it correctly because it's just the right thing to do. Like when people copy each other's style and just rock it, like they don't get mad. Be like. Oh fuck him! They'd be like, no, just get money off of it and then grow into yourself. Like, it's not a big deal. Like there was a girl like, she at- in another company. Mm-hmm. There's a girl in another mm-hmm. company who legit did Bianca Belair's whole entrance. Another one did fucking um either I forget it either Billy Kay or Peyton Royce. Billy Kay. Billy Kay. And like yes. No one be- better eye. Like, who cares? You know. No, they did better eye because everybody was upset about it. And the girl that did Bianca's entrance, like, she had a little spice for her, and she said something. But what she said was a little racist. She was like, "Yeah, but mine's is real. Mine's is not a ratchet weed." 
Oh. And it's like, whoa. It's like, whoa. Like, hold up. Like, first off, you're not black. And like, if you were black, that would just be just a little bit of disrespect. You're, you're white. And you just like totally racistly disrespected her. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, that's not, that's not flying. Like, you did, you fucked that up. Like, no. And the person who did, the person who did the Billy Kay entrance was Casey Spinelli. I mean, Casey Lennox. She is, like, she even said, she said, listen, I did it. Didn't realize it was Billy Kay's entrance. I just like, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. And Billy Kay was like, yo, it's cool. Like, it, like I'm not even worried about it. And everybody just let it go because it was like, she openly said, yo, I didn't know. And Billy Kay was like, yo, it's cool. And that's how you handle it. Yeah, that's proper. I didn't know the girl, the other yeah. girl that came across as racist and shit, though. Yeah, because she, she said the racist comment about their hair. And I was, yeah. Like, that kind of made me mad. Like, uh, no. And it's like, it's going to start being a lot of that when it is, because it's a lot of these younger wrestlers that, like, they come on Twitter and they're like, yo, I'm going to say whatever because I don't care. It's going to get eyeballs onto me. And that's not the way to do it. Like, there's legit wrestlers out here that are nice as fucking people who are young and they're just like in their early 20s and they just know how to handle themselves. Don't be an asshole and you will be great in this business. Like, don't be an asshole. And the bad part about the girl you're referring to, I don't think I want to refer to her in name, right? Not only mm-hmm. is she disrespecting the black community and whatever by like having beef with like another black woman and holding like you know basically instead of holding each other up you're trying to put, put each other down not so much Sasha you know but her mm-hmm. but she's also gay you know she's part of LGBTQ plus yeah and like she's making them look bad yeah and that's like that's something that that's another thing that bothers me and it's like yo it's so many which is a growing community in wrestling LGBTQ wrestlers none of them have ever just been like you know what screw that person because they're doing my gimmick or screw that person because they did this all of them have been the nicest coolest sweetest people that you can ever meet in wrestling exactly. and it's like it's like, oh my god, these wrestlers are like so awesome. And like, if somebody uses their move or like uses their clothes, they don't say nothing like, oh, they shouldn't be using my stuff. Look, I did it first, blah, blah, blah. They just be like, all right. Like, all right. Like, they just, because they know the business and they love the business and they care. Like, it's just her like trying to get eyeballs on her and her stuff. And, a thing that makes her look so trash and bad every time you comment on her means that you're watching her and that makes you look worse not that oh it came across my timeline while it's happening on real time on TV you're commenting you're watching 
which makes you look like the fans, the jealous fan. Yep. So yeah. Like you're outing yourself as the bad guy. Like nobody else even has to out you out. When you say it real time, you look like an asshole. Legit, you suck. Like, I don't give a fuck. And it's the funniest thing about it is like I actually was like one of her big supporters, like, yo, she's so awesome. When she started this teardown thing, I was like, oh, maybe it's just a one shot. Left it alone. She kept tearing, kept tearing, kept tearing, kept tearing. And it's like, okay, dude, no longer a fan. I can't support you. You don't introduce me to her. Mm-hmm. And then when her partner came and showed up, was like, not her real life partner, but her tag partner came and showed up. She jumped in it with no knowledge of any of this thing. Was like, yo, I'm just riding with my homegirl. And this is what it is. And it's like, dude, me and you actually talked a bunch. Like, we talked before you got signed. And, like, I was one of your biggest supporters. I'm like, yo, you're awesome. Like, you were so cool. You was like, yeah, thanks for supporting me. And all of, we're, we're having conversations. You show up there and you're just like, nah, fuck this. Like, yeah, she copying our style. She, she just like us. She want to be like us. Like, what the fuck are you, what are you doing? That's so ratchet. And, like, I can point you to, like, something that is really funny that two people who have this, who had the same gimmick turned it into something fun. The role model. Bailey was a role model. And Britt Baker was a role model. Neither one of them ever said anything disrespectful to each other. They take little shots, but they take little shots and make it funny. It's not like, oh, I'm taking a shot at her because I hate her. It's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna make a joking shot because we're on Twitter and we can have fun. Like, Britt Baker, when Bailey had her little talk show, Britt Baker made a joke when they was like, who should be the next person on Ding Dong Hello? She was like, ooh, Cody Rose, because Cody Rose was on the waiting room the week before. And Bailey responded, no, how about you? And she's like, okay. It's like, it's not even beef. It's them being stupid with each other because it's fun to mess with the internet. Yeah, because like, a lot of times when it comes to shit like that, it's usually the internet who bitches. Because like, when Bailey had her talk show, people were bitching about Bailey having a door of all things to bitch about. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's just and for, yeah and for both of them to be so cool with each other it's like listen this is how wrestling should be we should not have beef with each other like and especially in certain communities which Kara Hogan is a part of and she should do better Hundred percent. to some lighter, which I think is not going anywhere. Notes. Wait, wait. Because <laughs> you, you did mention her name, though. So, like, I didn't think we should mention her name, right? Like, uh-huh. Tasha Steele to be jumping in that shit too, right? Isn't she Puerto Rican? Yeah. Yes. So that's legit. Three communities 
that are embarrassed about that shit. So, I mean, exactly. 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 But on some lighter notes, the tweet that we talked about earlier when Finn Balor tweeted out all of the names of the Bullet Club members, and we was like, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. It had a bunch of responses that I didn't think was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he had all of the Bullet Club members' names. He left out Adam Cole's name. So Adam Cole tweeted at him and had the picture of him with the Bullet Club shirt. And Carl Anderson responded, was like, yeah, I remember when you were part of the club. And it's like, wait, okay, what's happening? Then, on top of that, Tamatanga tweeted at Finn Balor, an open door. Like, wait a minute, what, what's happening here? Like, it, it's, it's really weird because it's a lot of Bullet Club references being made by former Bullet Club and current Bullet Club members. And it's like, what is happening? And we're recording this podcast before Tama goes live on his podcast. But he said he's going to address that tweet. I think he's currently doing it as we're recording. Yes. But we'll get back to you on this and this is getting weird because I know I know that the real forbidden door isn't open. I know that the real forbidden door isn't open. I know the real forbidden door is going to forever stay closed. It's sealed shut by God himself. I, I, I don't I don't think that'll ever be open. I don't think the real forbidden door ever be open. If it does open, like, the internet will literally melt. It will melt because the people who hate the people behind the forbidden door will be so angry that it's open. But every real wrestling fan would just cry because it's a day that we never thought existed. And that forbidden door, it, I don't know if anybody has a key to it, but if it opens, this, this could be interesting. Two things with that, right? Mm-hmm. One, I have a request, right? Yeah. If that happens, right? Legit. Mm-hmm. I want whatever show that's on, like it has to be in a special pay-per-view or whatever, right? Mm. Worlds collide. 100%. Yes. Second, right? Once that happens, I'm officially quitting wrestling. Because <laughs> ain't nothing going to beat that. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing else that will top that. Like, everything combined into one, you know? Yeah. And obviously, I'm going to continue watching, but you you know. Yeah. No, no, I know. It will, like, everything that keeps happening keeps solidifying this one faction as the greatest faction in wrestling history. Like, I denied it before. I've said it on this podcast. It It's looking like they are, and the more and more things keep happening... 
Bullet Club is the greatest faction in wrestling, not in one company, in wrestling, period. Like when everything changes and they're the catalyst for all of this, it, it, wow. That's all I can say is just wow. History. History is going to be made. Yes. And they're, um, okay. Okay. I don't want to jinx anything, but you can mark this on this podcast. In two years will be the 10 year anniversary of the Bullet Club. Oh, shit. If on their 10 year anniversary, they're able to stand in every company together on one show. The greatest 10 year run of a faction ever. 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 And on that note, there's nothing else to say but to fuck that shit.